0: This is vulvar cancer, a review. Vulvar cancer is the fourth most common gynecologic cancer in the United States, representing about 5% of all malignancies of the female genital tract. Rates of invasive vulvar cancer are stable, but precancer's VIN is increasing. This largely impacts postmenopausal women with a mean age of 65, but this age may be decreasing. Risks associated with vulvar cancer are cigarette smoking, lichen sclerosis, a history of VIN, CIN, HPV positivity, early onset, and um, multiple sexual partners. Immunodeficiency like HIV, age over 70, comorbidities like diabetes and hypertension, and low socioeconomic status. There are two different pathways to think about with vulvar cancer. One is the HPV infection pathway. About 60% of vulvar cancers are HPV related. And there's also a chronic inflammatory pathway, vulvar dystrophy, like lichen sclerosis, or autoimmune processes. The vast majority of vulvar cancers arise from the labia majora, labia minora, and clitoris. That's the bulk. But a small percentage will be found at the posterior foreshed or the Bartholin's gland or periurethral area and approximately 1 in 5 vulvar cancers will be multicentric. Women typically will present with a vulvar plaque or ulcer or mass on their labia majora. Can also be in other areas as mentioned. Up to 20% are multifocal, so you have to really evaluate the entire vulva, perianal, cervix, vagina. This is often a synchronous secondary malignancy, so cervix uh, can be positive in up to 20% of cases. Most women are going to complain of itching, particularly if there's VIN underlying. Look for or ask about bleeding, discharge, dysuria, and also palpate the groins for any enlarged or fixed nodes. Also, be prepared to do a careful exam, as many women could be asymptomatic when they're diagnosed. This cancer is diagnosed histologically. You do a careful acetic acid prep, examining the entire area as aforementioned, and take biopsies, ideally um, in a non-necrotic zone, either center of lesion or as close to that as possible because you're trying to determine depth of invasion, presence of LVI, um, and to really make sure you have a solid pathologic diagnosis. The differential could be um, broad, seborrheic keratoses, hydradenomas, lichen sclerosis, condyloma, inclusion cysts, but a low threshold for biopsy is important. Now, When palpating nodes, be aware that there um, will often be an inaccurate assessment of nodes just on palpation alone. The false negative rate is about 20%, as well as the false positive rate, it's about 20%. And also be aware that 20% of groin lymph nodes that are positive will have associated positive pelvic lymph nodes. When you're also assessing patients, make sure you note proximity of the tumor to midline structures, clitoris, anus. Look for lower extremity edema or vascular integrity. Do a culpo of the cervix vagina vulva with cervical cytology. You may want to consider imaging if your tumor is over 4 centimeters or if you have suspicious lymph nodes on examination or any symptoms that would suggest metastasis. And please note, metastatic disease is present in about 5% of cases at the time of initial diagnosis. And because of what we already talked about, consider HPV and HIV testing. NCCN provides guidance on imaging for vulvar cancer. And for initial workup, uh, discuss considering chest imaging um, with plain x ray and then. Reflexing to chest CT if the x-ray was abnormal. Also to consider pelvic MRI for surgery or radiation treatment planning. Whole body PET or CT for larger tumors or if you suspect metastases. And then anything else would be based on patient symptoms or clinical concern for metastatic disease. Sentinel lymph node imaging, we uh, typically would recommend preoperative lymphocentagram um, to help with identification and location of sentinel lymph nodes. So pre-op is commonly done, and in my practice, that's what I do. A standard lymphocentigraphy... Lymphoscintigram will provide you with a fairly grainy, blurry image showing you the injection site and then sentinel nodes, either unilateral or bilateral, depending on wh- what side you've injected uh, and whether they map. If you are examining a patient and you palpate a groin node that appears or feels suspicious... Um, you can perform fine needle aspiration. And if it's positive, you can consider um, RT to this area. You can also consider removing bulky nodes. If the FNA is negative, you would do lymph node dissection and then base your radiotherapy recommendations on the final pathology. If these lymph nodes are fixed in place, you know, firm, fixed, not mobile, uh, definitely consider chemotherapy and radiotherapy to um, pre treat these nodal areas. Uh, there are GOG trials that support this method. The rationale to consider Adjuvant RT and no lymph node dissection if you have palpable groin nodes that are positive on FNA is based on the increased morbidity of full lymphadenectomy plus RT versus RT alone. So trying to spare patients the morbidity of um, dual modality therapy. There are limited data that suggests removing only the clinically involved nodes versus full lymphadenectomy carries similar progression-free and overall survival uh, advantages if the adjuvant RT is given. Um, So one option would be removing just the bulky nodes and then proceeding to adjuvant RT if you do have an FNA positive biopsy of a groin node. When considering risk of lymph node metastasis, this is tied to um, staging of vulvar cancer. The risk of a positive lymph node in a tumor that is invading a millimeter or less, the risk is less than 1%. And this is why depth of invasion 1% or less, uh, by guidelines, does not require lymph node evaluation. That risk increases substantially with depth of invasion. 2 millimeters depth of invasion about 8%, 3 millimeters about 12%, and 5 millimeters about 16%. So 8, 12, 16. The size of the lesion is also important in terms of lymph node positivity. A lesion a centimeter or less, the risk of positive lymph nodes is about 8%. 2 centimeters or uh, around 2 centimeters is 20%. 3 centimeters, 30%, 5 centimeters, 40%. The most common histology for vulvar cancer is squamous cell carcinoma. The next most common is melanoma, and then Bartholin gland adenocarcinoma. Other less common variants are sarcomas of the vulva, pagets of the vulva, Basal cell cancers and varucous carcinomas. As mentioned, squamous cell cancers, most common, about ninety percent or more of vulvar cancers. These can be keratinizing, differentiated, or simplex type. These affect older women. Um, tend not to be related to HPV, but associated with lichen sclerosis and often present with early stage disease. The other type is classic warty or boanoid. And this is associated with HPV 16, 18, and 33 impacts younger women. So the two types are keratinizing slash differentiated slash simplex type. That's HPV unassociated. And the next is classic slash warty slash boanoid, and that is HPV associated. As mentioned, melanoma is the second most common vulvar cancer, about 10%, impacting postmenopausal white non-Hispanic women, median age about 68 it's usually pigmented, but amelanotic lesions can happen, usually a de novo lesion on clitoris or labia minora, but also can be um, within a pre-existing nevi. The stage is the most important prognostic factor, and most will recur in a distant fashion. Let's talk about Staging. We'll go through each of the stages. 1A is a tumor less than 2 centimeters with less than a millimeter of depth of invasion. 1B, over 2 centimeters, and over 1 millimeter depth of invasion. Stage 2 vulvar cancer involves the lower third of the urethra, vagina, anus, and lymph nodes are negative. Stage 3, are node positivity, and this is where staging is quite complex and layered. Stage 3A1 indicates one positive lymph node that's greater than 5 millimeters in size. Stage 1A2 is up to two lymph nodes less than 5 millimeters in size. Stage 1B1, more than two lymph nodes, more than five millimeters in size. 3B2, three or more lymph nodes, less than five millimeters in size. And 3C, C stands for capsule, extra capsular spread. Stage 4 a involves the upper two-thirds of the urethra, vagina, or bladder mucosa, or rectal mucosa, or if the tumor is fixed to pelvic bone, or if there are fixed or ulcerated regional lymph nodes, that's 4a. 4b is if you have positive pelvic lymph nodes or distant metastases. Tumors are also graded, grade one being well differentiated, grade two indicating less than a third of grade three cells, grade three indicating greater than a third of grade three cells, but less than half grade three cells, and grade four over half grade three cells. Another pearl here is measuring depth of invasion. Depth of invasion is measured based on the epithelial stromal junction of the adjacent most superficial dermal papilla to the deepest point of invasion. So the epithelial to stromal junction, that area, of the adjacent most superficial dermal papilla to the deepest point of invasion is depth of invasion.